2: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another Arcade Attack podcast. I'm Dylan, I'm here with Rob. Yo. And I'm here with
0: Adrian. We've almost talked 200 of these bad boys, haven't we now?
2: We're (laughs) we're rattling through them. We're still trying to find a big guy to do our 200th episode, but that's another question. Anyway, and we've got Keith. Oh. Oh, Tumbleweeds again. Oh, (laughs) I think he's still having tummy troubles. That's okay. That's up to him. Um, so we need a good deputy. We need someone who can stand in, step in, give some opine. It's James.
3: Hello. Good evening. Miller boy in the house. He is back. You?
2: So we didn't put you off from last time, mate. You're back with us.
3: No, no, I'm back for more. Back for more. Time for punishment.
2: And you sound as crisp as the morning dew so that's what
3: we days. it's early days
2: it's early days so let's get to let's get to the cut of my jib today um what what a few of you would have seen possibly one of the best videos ever released on youtube it was only about two or three minutes long but it's literally one of the best ever things anyone has ever released on youtube wouldn't wouldn't you say that was correct adrian
0: the reason I made that video is because I wanted to showcase my editing skills to get a job in Hollywood. Do you not agree, Dylan? It, it showcases some unbelievable skills on the old editing.
2: So we got to courtesy of, um, honorary arcade attack member, uh, Nathan, who hooked us up so many times, I've, I've lost count. Uh, he's, he lent us an evercade for unboxing and we unboxed it at a socially distanced distance. Round here didn't we and we filmed it and i said to adrian i said we'll do a couple of things we'll do like an intro and then we'll um and then we'll cut it there then you'll like you know then do a little bit of editing and then it will start again from when from when i started filming you actually opening up the box what happened adrian
0: I just just whacked it all together, just chucked it all in one big ball, and just um, you know that bit in Simpsons when they say if you want to if you want to make horses you got you got to stick loads of cats together. It was a bit like that, kind of stuck it all together, and that's how it looked. So the perfect in my eyes. It
2: was a stuck together cat, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Again, and isn't that
1: right? Is or was it cows? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like if you want a, if you want like a cow, you have to paint a horse.
2: That's it. <laughs> It was exactly that. We wanted a cow like, and we painted a horse.
1: Well, what yeah. if we want a horse? We just stick a bunch of cats together. Oh, well, that's, that's it. it. <laughs> and
2: we stuck a little, there you go. That's what Classic. we did. That's what we did. So anyway, we, if, you ha- yeah. if you haven't seen that, I will put the link to it in the show notes. You can have a little, a little looky at that. So anyway, we got, our, we got our hands on the Evercade. I had a go at on it for about a week. Uh, and then I gave it to Adrian and then Nathan kindly gave Adrian the opportunity to purchase it. And then Adrian, what did you do?
0: I said no. No, I said yes. <laughs> you said
2: you said yes. You said yes. And you, have it, you have it in your hands right now.
0: Hopefully, Touchwood, I'll be going to Spain quite soon. Or when you listen to this, I might really be in Spain or on back from Spain. You know, scheduling all that. But um, I thought it'd be quite a nice little handheld contraption to keep me company uh, and keep me busy next to the swimming pool. There, there you go, oh,
1: guys. For the ignorant people who, I just want to be, make this clear, I'm not, I'm not including myself in this. <laughs> For the ignorant people who didn't know what an Evercade was before we started recording this, uh, what is an Evercade?
2: I'm getting to that actually. I was gonna, I was gonna ask you and James what you knew about Evercade. So now that you've asked that question, let's ask James. James, what do you know about Evercade?
3: I'm so glad you've asked me that question. Very little to nothing, so I'm literally soaking up everything that you're saying. So I'm, I can't, I can't wait. This is almost like a, like a second unboxing. Um, so, so yeah, I'm, I can't wait for it. I'm, I'm literally, uh, I'm literally on tenterhooks. Let's do it.
1: I love well, it. I, I texted Adrian like about 20 minutes before <laughs> we were meant to, We were starting recording this evening, going, "What are we covering tonight?" <laughs> and he said, Evercade, like Evercade, Evercade now and so like i was like oh yeah so i looked it up and my first reaction was this isn't what i thought nevercade was <laughs> what did you think nevercade was rob i thought it was some i can't remember who like has released this recently but like this kind of thing where you have like live arcade games and you can like kind of connect to other Ant-Stream. arcade games you're thinking of yeah. Antstream. i'm thinking of yeah i'm thinking of that which is something else uh, i want
2: to cover at some point but yeah antstream
1: yeah uh, but yeah, then I actually looked up what Evercade was, and I thought that sounds that seems interesting. But I don't know how much I would pay for one.
2: Ah, good, 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 good. Mm. So the reason I've put a few of these conversations together is is that the Evercade focuses on something that other handhelds haven't really done at the minute. A lot of retro handhelds now are just a compilation of emulators in mini form. Mm. That's all they are, right? But the Evercade is, and like, in time-honored arcade attack fashion, we're about four months late with this. The Evercade was released, um, June? June? May, June time? Um, Adrian, you're waving something at me. What's that? I'm Are just you, showing the, the how you cartridge. put the cot. So yeah, yeah, basically, it's a cartridge-based retro system where, you know, Evercade, it's all fully licensed. It's all fully licensed stuff. Um, so you're not paying, you're not playing hooky, Uh, what's the word? You're not playing hooky ROMs, uh, that have been hacked by other people on dodgy emulators that have been made about 20 years ago. This is a fully new Mm -hmm. thing. Okay. And
0: you can look yourself in the mirror and you can think, I'm not a crook.
2: Yes. You can, yeah, you can absolutely (laughs) think that. So, um, (laughs) how did it all come about? I mean, I mean, who even had the idea for Evercade? Do you guys even know? Do we even know?
1: I think it came to Adrian in a dream. It came to
2: Adrian in a dream.
1: And I think was... there was two entrepreneurs. One was
0: called Mr. Ever. One was Mr. Cade. And they were like, oh, uh, our business is on the rocks. Well, you know, We've been making, I don't know, paper for the last 20 years. It's not selling very well. We need to come up with a new idea. Let's combine our names together and then just make some weird product and hope for the best.
2: Well, okay, hold on. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good, that's a good start. That's a good start. What do, actually, we'll, we'll get it, James, cause I'd like to bring him into the conversation. As go a concept, it. as a concept, mm-hmm. fully licensed retro games released on multi-game cartridges for a sort of a standalone system. To you, as a concept, how does that sound? Cause you, you're a big gamer. You've, you've got a mm-hmm. lot of retro stuff. You've got a lot of current gen stuff. Does that sound like something that would float your boat now it's an
3: interesting question because the, the the short answer is yes, definitely because, and I'll tell you for why you're combining um the sort of feel and, and and almost um you know positivity of having a an actual cartridge that you can plug in and play and go through that whole process, and I'm sure we're going to come on to that whole mm-hmm. you know the whole the whole physical media thing, but um you know the, you, you go through that process, you feel very much a part of the console part of the game part of the process whereas obviously with with you know these uh, the emulators you know they don't always hit the right areas they're not always true to the games they're always glitchy they're always you know the sound's not quite there you know with this because it's clearly licensed because it's all above board and because it's all presented in the right way you're playing a faithful version of yeah you're you're actually playing the true uh, true blood version of and now for a lot of people um you know in certainly into sort of retro gaming and stuff like that this is huge i would say Mm-hmm. um because you know it 's going to make a real a real stir i 'd imagine um because it it combines that that sort of the passion, the physical media, and you know you being part of the process of actually playing the cartridge just as opposed to just clicking a button on screen and going oh, i 'll play that for five minutes mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah
2: sounds That's, good the hype about this in the retro gaming community was ridiculous. I think it was really um announced back in two thousand and eighteen, so we've we 've had a little we 've had a little while to wait for it uh Rob, do you think that hype is justified from now what you know about it and what you know about retro gamers? Is that something Is this something that should float a retro gamer's boat
1: uh I'd say it's hard to say. I mean, like it really depends on I think how big the range of games ends up being. I believe there's about i want to say maybe ten or twelve available, and they're all like kind of six or eight game compilations. Am I right on that yep, maybe mm-hmm. four, five, six, eight whatever mm-hmm. um. And I think just looking at those like initial lineup of games, I was kind of looking through the list on the website and like, going, ooh, Data East said <laughs> no one else, ever. Mm. But like some of these kind of, I was looking at these kind of bundles of games, and I don't know, I just, half of them I just thought, who really wants to play Dig Dog like mm. in this day and age, or wow. kind of Pac Man? But uh, there are kind of really good games there, which I'm sure we'll come onto, like Earthworm Jim one and two. Are there mm-hmm. there's like a, some really weird random 16 bit games that, that again, I'm sure you guys will go on to when we mm-hmm. talk about what's actually on there. Um, I don't know it kind of felt like a lot of these kind of like uh, bundles were a bit uh, grab baggy, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. There's maybe one or two good games, one or two iffy games. For me, I think the biggest disappointment looking through there, and you know was a bit of, it was a bit of a disappointment because in general, from what I could see, the games were good quality. But the biggest disappointment for me is that there's a version of battle chess in one of these mm. and it's it's not like the really cool p c version that I played when i was a kid it's looks really lo fi and a bit its looks really kind of dodge
2: yeah it's the it's an in, it's on the interplay collection isn't it that battle chess mm. one yeah mm. it a lot of these versions are taken from the original arcade games and they're made into They've been reprogrammed. They've obviously they've been licensed. Um, there's an intermediary company, especially for this, the Namco one that yeah. comes with the bundle that Nathan gave us. Uh, there's an intermediary company, and they've they've made it like so. They've taken the the credits thing away, and just made it like a start. Okay, you've got a few lives, and then if you lose them, you're dead. I died a lot on a lot of these games because they're they're <laughs> arcade level. They're arcade level, aren't they, Adrian? They are the ones on this Namco collection. Um, mm. that came across but anyway so that's why i thought because of the concept of it it's quite good to mash these conversations together so we'll do a quick review on the on, on the Evercade, and then there's a few questions i'd like to ask the guys about what they think about physical media uh and obviously it's future as well all right so Evercade. so me and adrian are going to have a quick quick bash about the Evercade presentation how good are the, how good is the presentation the box and everything when you when you opened it up how impressed were you because I, I was i was very impressed with this
0: I think it looked like a proper quality product. Um, I know you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but just it looked quite slick. It was really well designed. It wasn't, you know, the box is great. And the actual product itself, um, I just think it looks very sturdy and it feels sturdy. It feels like it, I don't want to drop it. I'm not going to drop it, whether you ask me or not, but it, it feels like it could survive a few bashes here and there. Um, it just feels right. It just, sometimes you get the impression that it's, it's a well-made product and it does ooze that kind of class. Um, little things as well, like, I, I, I don't want to jump the gun here, but inside each case, there's a manual. I mean, what's that about? You don't get manuals in cases these days. <laughs> you know, that's quite I've, I've got about, I don't know, 15 Switch games. None of them have got a manual inside it, you know? So just seeing little things like that, it's just those little touches, I think, adds up. So for me, I'm sure Dylan will agree with a lot more points, it just looks and feels like a good... Good product.
2: It's solid. And the guys who made the, the evercade, Blaze Entertainment, they've got form for this. They've made, they make mini arcade machines. So mm. little mini pongs and little things like that. And they're all solid. They all like, you know, they come in glorious packaging. And, you know, so it was obvious. I think another reason why the hype was so big it was because these guys have form for, for, do, you know, for giving good products. Um, so loading up the game and the actual sort of, um, getting the carts and getting the thing powered up. How did so compare compared to any other handheld you've got. So you got we we talk about the GPD XD, we're spoken like people like mod their PSPs. Um you've got the retro you've got the BitBoy by um you know you've got so many. You've got so, mm. so many you can choose from. What makes this stand out from them? How good is you know, what would you rate it? Whereas like, you know, the screen, the sound, the interface You know, how would you where where would you put the Evercade on a scale Um, of those?
0: For me personally, because uh, I've given it a bit of a whirl now, it's so simple. You you turn it on, and you just choose a game. You just choose a game, and it's just so simple just to click around, and it's sharp. What I like about it is, and it's so bright, it's sharp as well. It's a no-brainer for me. It just looks brilliant. Okay, the whole presentation doesn't try too hard. You literally. You see, you see a picture of the cover of the game. You see the game itself. Click on it, Bob's your uncle. Let's play a bit of um, Rad Gravity, whatever it's called. You know. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. it's a really bright. And- you know, it's a. I think it's an OLED screen. I don't know if people are gonna like. Gonna correct me on that. It looks beautiful. I think it's. You know, we've got the the white version. It's a lovely thing. It feels good, in the palm of your hand. There's no analog input though. It's just a D-pad, isn't it? Mm. It's it, admittedly mm. it's an eight direction D-pad. But there's no, they haven't got like a little faux little analog stick like you do on the PSP or anything like that. So you haven't got that. It's not like you haven't got an arcade stick for these arcade games, have you?
0: No, no, and that's a good point actually. Uh, but the D pad, even though it's only a D pad, it is a good D pad, if that makes sense. Um, it's got shoulder buttons. It's also got, you can actually connect it to your TV. I, I haven't tried that yet, truthfully, but you can whack in an HDMI cable. Uh, and you can actually play your Evercade on the TV, so it's kind of like the Switch—not quite as user-friendly—but you can play games port, you know, anywhere you want to play, or also at home on your big screen. Uh, I've heard—I um, need to check it out—that actually it's very quite good on the TV. I've heard yeah. as well. Yep. Um, yeah. R-
2: Retro Joe on Twitter, one of the friends of the show, yeah, he says it's—he put it on a 50-inch Oof. 4K telly, and Boom. It's, and it's perfect. He says, wow. So there was a patch. Uh, there wasn't, um, I think with the initial batch of these, there was a bit of a bug. Uh, but the Evercade guys sent out, I think it might have been a, a lot of the review ones that, that, were sent to some of the other guys who got, who got those copies. Uh, they were given instructions how to fix it and obviously get it, get, get it working. Um, but you know, that is, it, it's an amazing achievement. It is, it's running off its own battery. The battery life is really good. I played yeah. it a lot before it even lost, I think, one bar of yeah. battery on it. So you're going to take it to, on holiday. You, you won't need to charge it for, for a couple of days. I don't so the opposite
1: yeah. of the Game Gear. It's the exact yeah. opposite of the Game uh. Gear.
0: And I find that quite impressive because, Dylan, the screen is really bright. I mean, I've got a, I've got a um, Game Boy Advance SP and that's got a backlit screen and it's, it's good. Yeah. But this takes it to another level. And I know it's, there's, there's loads of years between the two handhelds. I know that. And I haven't really put loads of time to a PSP and whatnot, but it kind of gets that sort of feel. It's so bright, you do not need uh, to wait for the street lamps to go by when you're playing it. If you get it, like the old uh, game, Adrian, <laughs> I, got,
3: I got a question. I got a question for you. So, so yeah. in 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 relation to what, you, how you felt. It, the unit was going to feel versus how it actually handled, what were the differences between the two? Because obviously you had some expectations um, on the basis of that you've played other handhelds before, you know, yeah. you've, you've seen things come and go. What were the what were the kind of expectations of, of how it handled versus how, how it actually feels?
0: It's a good question. And I reckon my answer might differ a bit from Dylan because Dylan only played one cartridge, didn't he? He only played the, mm, um, only had the NAMPO Nama collection. Co-
2: collection
0: yeah. And I'm not here to have a go at the classic arcade, arcade games. We love, we love them. They're, they're part of our history. But they don't showcase, I don't think, what the Evercade can do graphically. Um, for example, one one the I treat myself to a few games. I've got four carts in total. I'll go through in a minute. But one game that I really thought, well, let's see what this bad boy can do is Earthworm Jim 2. Because Earthworm Jim 2 is a game that a lot of people thought shouldn't work on the Mega Drive. And you, I, I remember watching, I think it was, it was either Blue Peter or maybe Bad Influence. And they were talking about how this game... Literally is pushing the Mega Drive to its ultimate limits. It shouldn't really work that that level where you have to shoot down the sand uh, or sh- to, to make the le- to sort of wake you, know, you build your own levels. Do you remember that one? You can mm-hmm. actually shoot your way through kind of sand and, and build your own sort of levels. Um, shouldn't really be possible. So I thought, well, let's see what the what the EVK Air- 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 can do. And um, I know Dylan's not really a fan of Earthworm Jim 2, mm-hmm. but it's it's a good test to game for this. And I have to say, I really got into it, and it is perfect. There's no lag. It's it's so sharp. It's like. Proper pixely, but perfect pixels. Um I, I was really impressed. I, I, I had my doubts, to be honest. I thought this it looked quite nice. I thought, well, it's going to just play the old classics. But when you put in a proper meaty game like like that, a proper sixteen bit beast, sixteen bit beast, it really does showcase what it can do. And do you know what? We're talking about future games, but I'm really looking forward to playing a bit of um, Xenocrisis because I think that will showcase truly if this console, this handheld, can really. Uh, really, really be a force to be reckoned with.
2: So again, for people that don't know um, what Xenocrisis is, we featured on the on the blogger of years ago. It's like a Smash TV clone, but better yep. than that. It's like it's more accessible than Smash TV. It's on multiple. It's on PS4 and stuff. So yeah, seeing that run on an Evercade would be quite <laughs> something. I think the the good thing is there is a nice mix of eight bit and sixteen bit stuff yeah. so even if you get in one of the uh they don't really keep it to like like segregated so if you get the namco or the interplay collections things like that you know they do mix them up uh and it's you do really see the quality kind of shine through and uh, you know people 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 are raving about it people are loving it it actually ran out of pre-orders in um in the states i think um mm. so
0: those guys were desperate it, to get so is it a, a british order. machine dylan's you know is it a it British is. made? It is. I think
2: Blaze Entertainment are, are based here. So it's something, you know, it's something that we, the, the, the we've, that, that we've, I don't think we've made it, but the guys who designed it are here. It probably was made in China, but, uh, but yeah. So we, you know, our guys managed to get it a lot easier than the guys in the States. There's guys in the States still, still trying to get it. In fact, it sold out. I think the next round of pre-orders now isn't due for another few months. Mm. So people are having to get their pre-orders in now. Uh, and then in a couple of months time, they can get it. So. But the collections is is an odd thing. So we, the, mm. the machine itself is really impressive. I, I like all the, like the see through buttons as well. I think just to add to that, Uh the sound is good, off it. Yep, yeah. It's just you know it's it's a nice bit of kit. But and the thing for me and I, and and why I didn't want to buy. It, I mean Nathan offered it offered it to both of us to buy, it, and the, the reason I didn't want to buy it is I can't see me keeping buying cartridges for this. It's nice to have that. It has that, that nice retro gamer nostalgia of getting a new cart and opening it up, jamming it into the evercade. It's a bit tight. (laughs) Apparently that does. That's
0: a problem. Yeah. It gets better over time. It gets, yeah.
2: They're a bit tight. So apparently that, that, that gives with, (laughs) that gives with time.
3: No, no, (laughs) no, no. No, we're not, no, that's not the time
0: for it. It's a family show. Come
2: on. We're not that type of podcast. No, um, but they're, they're about 15 quid each, aren't they?
0: Fifteen, and quid actually, I, this is where we might disagree a bit, Dylan, because you said that was quite expensive. But for me personally, fifteen quid, and actually, I think some of them are like eleven quid, maybe on Amazon. Some of the sort of earlier ones, maybe the eight bit ones. I actually don't think that's too bad a price. Um I think fourteen ninety nine is not bad for a very classy, well made cartridge and and so forth. Again, I'm happy to hear Rob and James's view, and also, but dinner, you deserve to to come back to me first but i think that's not a bad price
2: it's basically how this would stack up isn't it because you know i'm a naughty guy i've got emulators i play roms you know i have access to all of these games you know i've got a links emulator on my psp i have you know it's i don't have to go too far to actually to play these games so you know why would i want to keep playing 15 pounds on again and again and again and again the base console is 60 quid -hmm. So it's sixty quid. You get the one cartridge, and then it's fifteen quid every time. So you're going to be spending like, if this thing goes on for a couple of years, like I think you probably will, you're going to spend hundreds of pounds on it, hundreds of pounds on it to amass a collection of about two hundred games.
3: Deal. just to, just to jump in just Go just on. for us um you guys who, who haven't had the pleasure yet what what give us an example Adrian what, what give us a typical cartridge that you've got there what what comes mm. on a standard sort of 15 pound what do you get for your money on a cartridge
0: well i've got four of them and and the one that dylan knows well is the namco museum collection one it's uh, number two actually randomly uh, it's not number so it's, it's got number two that's quite sneaky uh and i'm sure uh, this is another reason why I, i've got four carts the numbers don't match up and i and um i think that's quite clever and i think that's, a little, that's maybe that's a bit snide of me as a business business teacher but yeah. putting numbers you you don't want to see that number five missing do you? you want the full set and that little tr- that's another way of collecting um all right so for example namco it's got um uh it's got 8-bit and 16-bit games on here it's got 11 games included you're right though didn't it's got pac-man the old classics dig dug and i kind of agree i didn't put too much time into this particular cart because i'm more of a 16-bit gamer back in the old days um i also got the atari collection one that has got another 20 games included um just it's got centipede adventure um asteroids the real classics missile command i mean good classic atari games again i got that a little bit drunk on paid effort well i want a few cartridges this was this was a 12 quid game i thought i might as well get it on amazon evil amazon but the two cartridges i played the most is the interplay collection 2 which only i say only only, only includes six games it's got um claymates earthworm gym 2 clay fighter 2 prehistoric man rad gravity And the Brainiac, uh, sorry, the brainies, which I think is a bit of a puzzle game. I haven't had a chance to play all these games yet, but you can, these are prop, these are bits of meteor games. And the final one I've got is the data East collection one. I think Rob mentioned it very briefly. It's got bad dudes, burger time, midnight resistance. That's one of the games I thought used to love that. So that's one of the reasons I got it. Side pocket karate champ, Joe and Mac Two, fighter, uh, five history, two crew dudes, Magic Drop 2, and Burning Rubber. Um, and that has 10 games in it, obviously. So each cart does have a few games in it, and they are really well presented. I, I, they're a bit of a weird mix of games. Okay? There's, it, it, uh, I'm sure you guys kind of agree. There's usually kind of one standout game, it seems, on each car, one or two sort of really big numbers. And it does seem a little bit like a front a few others just sort of make make the numbers up, which which is a bit of a shame. But I suppose if a company like Interplay put all their best games on one cart, they could never make a, a future game future cartridge could they really
3: well yeah. i suppose not suppose you get sort of going too soon i suppose yeah sort of showing all your cards before you've um before you for project. example
0: earth mgm one is on a separate card it's, it's on a you know it's an interplay collection one i believe they, they kind of spread those out which is fair enough in a way
3: well i think i think to be honest if you if you open it up and look at any collection of almost anything that's collectible you're always going to have Certain things, which are kind of the, you know, the standout pieces, but you're also going to value the, the not so valuable, the not so um, great pieces because they're part of the collection. They make the collection complete, don't they? Or, or, or work towards making the collection complete. So I suppose that translates into this as well. You're going to look and go, Oh, well, that game's not so great or that game's not so great. And you're going to, but, but it's part of the collection. And for a sort of a, a handheld that, that seemingly has you know, been out for, for five minutes in, 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 in the sort of grand scheme of things, um, you know, you want to keep up with that collection for people that want to sort of stay faithful to it. So, you know, the, the not-so-recognisable stuff is, is probably as important as the big hmm. titles
0: because it completes the collection, doesn't it?
1: And well, one of the games –
0: yes, yeah, so, sorry, say, I
1: think realistically, uh, if you're kind of selling hard-cartridge games, you're going to have a minimum production cost. So you can't really kind of, I guess, sell the quote-unquote good ones individually because uh, you won't be able to actually make your money back for it. I think in terms of economics, it probably makes sense to kind of charge 11 or £15. But at that point, you really have to release, like you say, uh, kind of a few of these games at a time, which I guess... And we kind of then go on to the point you made, which you can't really, like, shoot. Uh, You know, you can't... (laughs) I'm not going to use that phrase, but you can't actually you can't really release all your kind of stuff on, in one go mm.
2: <laughs> you can't because well, well they just, no. well just, just sell one cartridge wouldn't they so what what Blaze have done is they've gone company by company rather mm. than game by game knowing that collectors will want to get every single one and then they can spread it around more
0: yeah. So for example, the Oliver Twins, which is going to come out soon, the Oliver Twins collections got all loads of Dizzy games, other games. You're right. It, it, it kind of makes sense. Um, but if they put no- like,
2: the best Dizzy games and the Earthworm Jim games and some of my favourite Atari games on one cartridge, I'd buy the console and one cartridge.
0: Yeah. You know? It kind of forces you. And again, back to the numbers on the on the cards. Am I am I being stupid or is that a very clever I've never really it seen is, that before. It
2: is, and it really panders to collectors, because you're all gonna have them on your shelf. Yeah. You want them all in order. Oh so, so
0: you can see the number. What, why is number nine missing? Haven't you ever got number nine? The what, what's the matter with
2: you? Yeah, do you remember all the all the collecting on the spines and when you had like when, when Sega magazine started doing the spines and had different like bits of a picture or something on the spines and you had to all line them up and you know, people love that. This, this yeah. stuff kind of panders to people who, I know like, who like to buy physical media.
0: Yeah, Keith Keith collects the records, doesn't he? Um, from oh, data company? discs. Yeah,
2: he and, he will not miss a single one now because he's in there. He's he's locked in now.
0: That's it. So I think Evocator. I, I respect them, but they're they're not stupid. They know that if you get, you're not going to get like, if you're going to collect it, you want all of them. So it's a dangerous game, isn't it? So you're right, Dylan. You got out when you could
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean personally, I think it's an impressive bit of kit, but I wouldn't buy i I can't see the worth. I'm not greatly a collector anymore anyway this will go in the sector onto the second part of our chat uh but you know the cost that the amount you know the cumulative cost of it doesn't really appeal. Adrian obviously wants to get every single number card mm. now. No,
0: I, I, Drunken Purchases as aside, I think it's a dangerous game to get into. I'm kind of thinking, no, because you're right, I, I could keep going. Um, what I'll probably do is I'll pick out the cartridges that most look interesting. So for example, Tanglewood and Xeno Crisis is one of the collections I probably will get because they're, they're two games I'm, I, I wanted to play. So if it's in handheld, why not?
2: And you can't Little... get those on cartridge anywhere because they were literally only released... In download form on whatever platform now, they because they're two indie games, two really good indie games, exactly two really good based on 16-bit architecture. They're both made for made to be able to run on Mega Drive. So yeah, you know that's great. Um, I'm conscious of the fact that Rob's got to leave us soon. So what we're going to do is Rob, you're you're mm-hmm. a big collector of just things in general. Uh, just to kind of summarise your thoughts on Evercade physical media physical game media actually and you know sort of what what you like to collect and what you're disappointed kind of faded out and what and what you want to see come back
1: yeah i mean i don't know if i'd say i'm a massive collector i think well certainly not i think as much anymore but back in the day i used to work in uh record shops including like secondhand record stores uh had like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of cds uh like uh i think kind of moved on to records after that still got a pretty nifty record collection although i don't really kind of i guess like listen to it that much but i think i do understand the collecting bug mm-hmm. as a, i think like you guys probably especially keith i think is probably more into it as a general thing these days but in terms of like physical media i mean i, was, I don't know if i'd say the collecting thing is really the relevant thing here but like not worked in a record store, and obviously, there aren't really that many of those around. And then, kind of moving on to a bookstore, you always had that, like, kind of, I guess, that battle between traditional hardware based media mm-hmm. and, I guess, the uh, digital stuff. I think it was more. I wasn't really around that much. I think when I was working selling music, I no. think it was coming in more. I, had uh, I think when I was working
2: stuff, but that was about mm. it. I think back
1: in those days. Yeah, I think, but I hadn't, hadn't really kind of caught on. I think by that point, mm-hmm. it was only really, I guess, the second half of last decade where you felt like uh, not even really so much downloads, but streaming was having a big effect. I think mm-hmm. on like hard kind of record sales, um, unless you were someone like Adele, where it didn't really seem to matter. <laughs> But um no, it was Oof. actually, I was going to say, it was more when I was working in bookstores because you had e-readers coming in and it felt like that, to a lot of people, it felt like that was going to be the future. And I've got to be honest, I always had my doubts because, mm-hmm. you know, like a book is so easy to pick up and put down. It's, I, you love the kind of physical thing the cover. We talk about like the covers of games, Yeah. but I think the book is very much like that as well. And e-readers have not really caught on. I mean, people yeah. have Kindles like but they're not really a mainstream thing they're ne- nope. they never actually replaced books and I, but i think um kind of going on to that obviously i'm someone who loves the physical stuff i love like the books the records the like the kind of the record sleeves the inner sleeves mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff i love kind of different like uh editions of books of different covers and so on i love all that bit but i think where um I think where, like, the, say, the Kindle e readers already missed a trick was that people didn't really understand that if you're not bound by the physical, actual constraints of a book or a novel or whatever, you can re- you don't really have to release whole books. You can basically release fiction uh, episodically, mm-hmm. uh, like you know the same way you do, you would do, for instance, with comic books. Mm-hmm. And it felt like the publishing industry never really caught on to that idea. Mm-hmm. Whereas if we can kind of look at uh, kind of gaming stuff, bringing on to that. And talking about the Evercade in particular, I really like the idea of like the actual the physical cartridge being able to buy that and actually like you buy something and it feels like you're actually buying something tangible. You mm-hmm. can't wait to take it home and put it in there, slot it in. I really like that bit of it. I like the mm-hmm. idea of having to really, I like the idea of being able to kind of put it in, turn on, and then just start playing. You don't know, have to kind of go around, mm-hmm. around. You don't have to sign into like a network or anything oh, like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But having said that. I think so I know I'm going to like a long kind of rant here, or whatever, or not rant, but mm-hmm. I think I would say that one thing I think the gaming industry has done really well in terms of new games is actually kind of taking advantage of that digital kind of thing. Mm-hmm. For instance, it's something as simple as being able to play with strangers online or friends online. And I think it feels like gaming has really kind of taken that on board and done taken it into new places and done interesting things with it. I don't know if I agree with loot boxes and uh, like uh, on the other side. No.
2: <laughs> Would you say, actually... Oh, Rob, you've knocked your new thing again. That's uh, coming back. Sorry. He yeah,
1: sorry, I was going to say, like, and, and releasing patches and so on. But I think, in general, gaming has actually taken into new places, and I think that's good.
2: Yeah, so the whole digital concept right yeah because you because you're you're a big advocate of spotify you're probably one of the Mm. you're probably one of actually you're the first person i know that got spotify as as a listening experience say if you had the same album downloaded on spotify and you had the lp behind you and your record player was already go which one would you choose
1: um it's an interesting question i think i'd probably I think, like, the actual experience of using Spotify has made me used to, like, the idea of having songs more in playlist form than, like, in radio station form than in record form. I feel like if I'm in a certain mood, I love putting a record on, just, like, sitting back and hearing that kind of superior sound. And, like, no matter what anyone tells you, vinyl is a far superior sound to, I mean, digital... To MP3 certainly, like, mm-hmm. and I'd say more than kind of CDs, but that's something else. Anyway, and like for that one, I have to be in a particular mood to actually lie back and listen to an entire album. And sometimes mm-hmm. I'm in a mood, like with mm-hmm. a drink, just kind of really pay attention to it. But Spotify is something I can kind of put on when I'm at work. Yeah. Like I kind of have specific playlists if I'm in specific moods, and I have probably literally dozens of playlists here. Like I think the main one i have is one I just, it's just like a default kind of listening playlist looking at now 2900 songs i think i'm one away from
0: crazy that. how many hours is that
1: uh Ooh, Rob? that is 197 you. hours to this, of music
3: you are okay for a bit then
1: <laughs> yeah but what i mean is like that's what spotify is great at it's taking music in like that kind of new direction in terms of you can just listen to it in a different way, in a way that you couldn't before. You can build these playlists, you can kind of find out about stuff right away in a way that you could, you couldn't really do in CDs. Like when I was kind of collecting CDs or even records up to a point, like if there was something else to there's something I was interested in, I would take the chance and pay like say three, five pounds if I saw it in a Sick Man record store and like take it back and listen to it. If I liked it, I keep it. If I didn't like it, I would, uh you know, kind of I take it back and swap it for something else
0: or Mm -hmm.
1: get credit or whatever. Mm -hmm. But obviously with Spotify, if there's something I'm interested in, bang, bang, man, I can like check it out right away. If it's something I want to listen to, I can listen to it in three seconds. And that's something interesting. I think music has done with that digitally, but at the same time, it doesn't necessarily replace the, like the pleasure of listening to a record Mm -hmm. or even a CD all the way through.
2: Yeah. Perfect mate. Thanks for that lovely top level overview. We'll let you mm. get on with your evening, and um yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Gonna... We're gonna, yeah, yeah, I think me, me, Adrian, and James now are gonna smash into the whole kind of the more gaming, mm. physical media aspect. But
1: yeah, and badmouth me, obviously, and badmouth you Talk. behind your back, obviously. Well, you know the way we do with uh, <laughs> Keith and other people when they aren't here. I know. <laughs> what are you talking about? Absolutely <laughs> not. We wouldn't do such a thing.
2: It's mostly Keith. Let's be honest. The poor guy. <laughs> wow. Well. He's used to it yeah. now. He's used to it now. But, um,
1: but anyway, uh, yep, yeah, cheers and catch you guys on the flip side. We'll see you Rob next time. Great to see you Rob. See bye you. Bye on the side. Bro, mate. All right. Later.
2: So Rob Rob raised a couple of like really good points there. Um the the first one is the kind of the instant accessibility. So gaming gaming media is gonna is going a certain way, isn't it? it's definitely going a certain way. James, yeah. I know you're a big Xbox guy. You're a big mm-hmm. Xbox One fan. Um what what do you prefer to do with your collection now? So you're, you know, you're a gaming household. You've got your yep. current gen console. What do you prefer to do now? Where 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 do you see things going now?
3: I mean, for me, I am really really split because um, you know, I come from a position where, you know, I used to have collections you know i used to have the boxes the manuals the covers that you know and that, that was all the part of the part and parcel of that whole process and as it's moved on um you know it, it, it's it's essentially blatantly obvious that the only thing that kind of keeps this wagon moving the digital wagon moving is convenience um and time saving you know and forever it will be because we all know that on the consumer market whether it's games whether it's music whether it's you know any technology whatever it is um and having come from a you know an electrical retail background it is all essentially about a convenience, time saving, effort saving, uh, you know, business model. Um, and if you can, if you can save people time and money, um, which essentially, you know, the digital platform purports to do, although not so much on the money side, you end up spending more in, in many, mm-hmm. in many ways. Um, you know, you're, 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 saving. It's literally at the click of a, a button, you know, it's at the end of fingertips and people want things yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and the more that appetite gets fed, the more the monster wants it. Yeah. Um, and I mean, for me personally, I am, I'm very split because I like the convenience of the digital. I enjoy the fact that, you know, games can be instantly updated to fix bugs. I like the fact that there's new content available. Um, I mean, you know, there's, a, there's another point on that, that, that some, some, you know, publishers and companies take it way too far. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, I, I, I like that side of it. However, and this is a big however, you know, being in the sort of age bracket that I am, um and uh, you know along with many 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 other gamers who remember sort of the older consoles and all the you know physically buying a game a cartridge a disc and having it in your hand Mm -hmm. there is something that you can't describe that 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 just has that um that stands taller over the digital platform you know Mm -hmm. and and going back to just briefly about what you said about the evercade you know for me that may well be something that, that 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 ends up you know being purchased because it just brings back that whole process of physically having something in your hand that you can call yours. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is mine. No one can take it away from me. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and you actually, you're in your little bubble, you put it in your console, you get it going, you've got your manual, you've got your box, you've got your artwork, you've got your sleeve notes, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's there for you to enjoy forever and a day. The digital side of it. Yeah. You know, there's convenience, but you know, do you feel as though you ever really own the game um it's it's a question it's a difficult question. Um but I'm really split on it because I do like a physical collection. Unfortunately the that's
2: you
0: know a the side of my head. I think
2: let's let, let's open it up to Adrian now. That's that's a really good question. Adrian with the digital download, do you actually feel like you own the game?
0: Mm. No, I was just looking at my Steam account now while you're talking because I thought um how many games do I have got on my Steam account? Hundreds. Um no 88 truthfully.
2: 88. Yeah, I've got about 100. Still a lot.
0: <laughs> do you know what? I, I buy games on Steam now and then. I, it's not a platform I use too much. Uh, I do use it. I, I stick to my old games, really. Um, I don't really feel like I own those games. So I've bought Half Life 2 on there and I know I, I pay, pay good money for it. It doesn't feel like I own it. If, if someone said, Oh, Adrian, do you own Half Life 2? I'm like, Oh, I'm not sure if I do actually. What if, I do.
2: what if Steam as a platform ceased to exist?
0: that's the thing you hear horror stories don't you of of similar things collapsing you're like well I pay good money for that game but it no longer exists Uh, you know because you have to um,
2: be you have to be logged into Steam don't you it's not like some like some platforms like uh, Mm. Zoom platform obviously run run by um, Jordan Friedman Jordan Mm. Friedman friend of the show and and Bernie Stolar that when you actually get games on there you get the Downloadable. downloadable file so it goes on your PC. So that's completely different.
0: Same with GOG, to be fair, don't you? You, you buy it and you keep it. go. You know, I get again,
2: it. Yeah. So with those kind of platforms, um, you actually get, you actually get the game, don't you? Whereas <laughs> something like Steam, they're in your Steam virtual, I know they're installed on your,
1: mm.
2: on your, um, on your computer, but they, don't they need to go through some kind of Steam validation before they'll even run. You know, <laughs> it's, it's a, well, Dylan, I'll tell
3: you what, sorry to I interrupt Dylan. there because it's a great point. It's a great point because if you look at uh, something like we we talked about Xbox one already, look at Xbox Live, Yeah. Mm. So I have an Xbox live account. I pay 50 pound a year for the privilege. Mm. Yeah. So essentially I get a bespoke amount of content, you know, for Xbox, I get some free games. I get, you know, access to various things. I can yeah. play online. Multi- uh, la, 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 la. Okay. Mm. Fine. All good. However, I'll download a game. Okay. I'll buy a game. I'll download a game. It's yeah. on my, uh, it's on my console. Okay. Or it's yeah. on my hard drive, whatever.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: However, Yeah. The fact is, I have to sign into that, that Xbox Live account, which Mm has cost me 50. Okay. I have to then have a stable internet connection. I then have to be able to jump through all the update hoops and I have to be able to then get into the game and actually then, only then can I play the game once I've jumped through Mm -hmm. all the end user agreements, license agreements and so on and so forth. Yeah. yeah? However, look, look back. Okay. And look at your consoles with your cartridges, your discs, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You plug it in, you're on the title screen within seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, th- 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 there's, there's a lot to be said for that. I think there's a huge amount to be said for that. And the fact that the retro market now is, is just absolutely exploding, mm. um, is, is testament to that because there's a lot of people out there. Um, and some, some younger ones included, although, you know, they're in my eyes, you know, uh, the, the younger generation of gamers couldn't give a monkeys whether, you know, whether their game comes on a scratch card or disc or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, um, I, I do think there's an awful lot to be said for The fact that because the retro market is so huge, there's so much nostalgia, there's so much um love for for, for, for these classic titles and beyond. Yeah. That you know, people want a disc, people want to show off a collection, people want a cartridge because they can plug it in, bang, they're off. They don't want to have to jump through
2: mm-hmm. all of the developers' uh, hoops, yeah. You know, um, it's hoops, I, and isn't I think, it? At, yeah, it's base, it is hoops, it's a huge hoops amounts, yeah. It it never it never used to be that way with the Xbox though. Do you remember? Did you ever download? Did you ever have a 360? I did, and, 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 and a and a standard Xbox before that. 360 yeah. stuff will work offline. So if yes. you've, if you've downloaded and like used to get some meaty meaty hard drives back in those days, if you had the good sense yeah. to get a meaty hard drive, download loads of games, they're yours forever, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's not a problem. But I think now, and I've heard it a few times, and um, with Xbox and Xbox One, it is you kind of you have to go through this rigmarole. You have to have you have to have a live Xbox account. You have to it becomes right. you actually have to sign over a lot of data stuff to the companies that that have given you the download, don't you? There's actually Whoa. a privacy Whoa. agreement. I think there's a privacy agreement per. It's like an app like every game on there that's downloadable yeah. is like an app that well, you actually well, have to actually it's, it's crazy. stuff to it's madness it's
3: like it, i mean the other it goes it gets even worse than that because of the fact that if you go on to the certain well, a lot of games in fact now where you've got you know uh, large amounts of multiplayer uh in, in in a single lobby for example you know there's a lot of games which now employ cross-platform okay mm-hmm. so with the cross-platform therein comes another user agreement yeah yes with, with cross-platform oh well we need an update for that oh well hang on you, you want to play a playstation player Okay, well, we need an update for that, yep. you know. So you but but you know, it, it's it's just constant, you know. It can just keep going on forever. I mean, and don't even start me on on things like you know, once you've got the game, oh well, here's the deluxe edition that will cost mm-hmm. you another twenty quid. Mm-hmm. Here's 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 this edition with ten skins, five guns, and <laughs> this camouflage, you know. And it's like, it, you know, the younger generation of game that's what they want for Christmas, that's what they want for birthday, you know. My my nine year old is 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 like, oh, daddy can I have some V Bucks, you know, for Fortnite, mm-hmm. and and it's like it's like you know, what am I buying here? What Mm -hmm. am I
2: buying? You know, and, and and it's It's okay. Yeah. Because Epic, Epic make Fortnite, right? So say if they like shut down their servers and, you know, say if the worst happened to them and they went bust or whatever, they'd never go bust. (laughs) Obviously they made so much money. Well, not, not not judging Um, by,
3: not judging by the Travis Scott concert. And,
2: um, but imagine if they just disappeared, where would all those V dollars go? All that money yeah uh, well for buying skins well, for buying skins and like uniforms and
3: smart, dances
2: and whatever it is it's smart but, but, business sense. But that is,
3: yeah. yeah that's it that's that's that is the new generation of gamers collection you yeah. know you Do talk, about, think, you, you talk yeah.
0: about our collection yeah. Why? Well, i heard somewhere i can't remember who told me that teenagers don't collect anymore they don't really collect anything it doesn't it's not important to them um and actually, my son got Overwatch recently on the Switch and he got a, a case, but inside the case was a card, no cartridge, and you scratched off the card and it gave you a code and it was a download code. What, what, what a joke is that? Yeah. yeah,
3: that's, that's, and that is, that is taking place more and more and more. And, and, and having been um in, you know, electrical retail for, 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 for over 15 years, I, you know, every sort of peak period, um whether it be easter whether it be black friday whether it be christmas whatever you know the 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 situation would be just an absolute frenzy for console and game buying yeah um and it, it got more and more to the point where you know we were dishing out the consoles and along with the consoles we were dishing out um just literally a, a small scratch card it looked like yeah. a lottery card yeah. you know and, and and it was just like i, I just thought to myself you know yeah, I, I realise that that younger younger generation are probably not going to give two hoots about it. But if you've got someone who's you know in the middle of that kind of I've had an older console and now I'm onto the, the the new generation, you know, wouldn't it be nice to actually be able to you know open a box, um, and and actually have something and have something to show for the fact that you've got it. I mean you know let's let's not forget let's not sort of bring the owning or not owning into it you know it's just part of the it's part of the gift i mean the, the gift giving for things like games consoles and games is is massive the market is huge
1: mm-hmm.
3: um you know but would would you not rather open something you know and actually have it yeah. in your hand other than a bit of card I mean how disappointing is that <sighs>
2: let's just spit you know. ball, yeah let's just spitball some of the reasons why the, why the industry is going this way so Big thing about publishing a game back in the day is there was a lot of risk. Getting those cartridges manufactured, getting them to shops. Mm -hmm. You know, it was only the big guns who'd do it with any kind of abandon. And the ones, the little ones that had like the bad games would then go bust, wouldn't they? They just go bust. (laughs) Uh, So it negates doing it this way. And indie developers have been doing it for years, I think, you know, way more than the AAA guys until lately. Is that it completely negates any kind of risk mm. for the publisher?
0: Because Dylan, you—I don't want to, you know, put you on the spot, but you made a an, a game, didn't you? Turt I Ball. did. Imagine if you I made it twenty years ago. James have to... has it. <laughs> James? I have
3: it. James? I bought it. I downloaded it. The Cheers, biggest
0: buddy. fan. But Turtle, if you made it twenty years ago, fifteen years ago, you'd have to make cartridges for it or oh. discs. Uh, would it have? You you couldn't have you couldn't have got that the game off the ground. Is that fair? You'd have to do
2: it. Like people did it back in the day via public domain. So you remember like all the little classifieds in the Amiga magazines (laughs) and stuff. And oh my God, did those guys make any money from that? I have, I don't think so. I was I was never tempted to. There was never any reviews of those games anyway. So you got some of them free on on cover discs of magazines. But yeah, there's never. Why was I going to pay like seven, eight quid or whatever, how much they wanted for some like not like dodgy floppy disc with a like a random game on it? But now it's so easy now. Like there's just there's hundreds and thousands of games out there now. Yeah. Back in our day, there were maybe thousands. Now it's like hundreds of thousands, potentially millions. I don't know. You know,
3: I'll tell you. I'll give you an example, Dale. I'll give you an example because that's a really good point. The, the, look at something like No Man's Sky. I know we're skirting into the current. And
2: yeah. <laughs> No Man's look, Sky. Look, at, look yeah. at
3: No Man's Sky. Yeah. So 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 essentially, build as like the game of games. Yeah. That you know, the ultimate in in experience. Yeah. And and actually, when it launched, as far as I'm aware, it, it was it was met with some horrific criticism. I had um, it, and it was horrific. <laughs> it just wasn't the game it was purported to be. No and now spin forward a little while yeah you've got people you know uh, okay it's not universally adored but my god as 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 the the review's taken a turn for the better Mm -hmm. but but look like you say let's let's spin that back yeah let's spin that back if that was on a disc you know on your Mm -hmm. ps1s your ps2s Mm -hmm. whatever your your first xboxes you would be dead in the water that (laughs) would be game over lights out close the curtains thanks very much yeah? yeah whereas now they've taken a game which Basically, you know, people were absolutely hating on. Yeah. Spun it round, made some changes, done some updates, done some hefty downloads, yeah. and look, oh look, the reviews are much better. Yeah, you know that just that just says it perfectly right there. You can take a horrific game and make it good.
2: You can because No Man's yeah. Sky was just a plodding mess when they first released it, <laughs> and and I I spent fifteen quid on it, and I actually gave it to Keith for free. Yeah, and I was like Keith, just have it. I just hey, want to get you, you may hate house. Keith
0: yeah. that much.
2: You paid, him, house. you
3: paid him another 15 quid to take it off your
2: hands. I was like, yeah, I was like, mate, you know, have a have a go at this. You'll hate me afterwards, but please have a go. I think you may have given it like one go and then put it down. But um but now because people are saying, right, rather than starting random, you all start from one central point and you actually bump into people and there's a VR mode and all of this other stuff that they've managed to tack on has kept it going. Rather than them having to go back to um like the drawing board and start a brand new game they've managed yeah. to do that. There was I released a meme on 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 the FB page at, uh, a few months ago now. Uh basically underlining the point that if you got a game back in the day and it was crap like you said, it was crap. <laughs> yeah. Well,
3: deal with it. Job done, isn't it? You deal with it. You know, you play with, with, with it and, it. and I'm not yeah, being funny. I'm mean, there's all there's all some sort of, you know, guilty pleasures that we have out there. Some games that um, you know, you probably wanna, <laughs> so, most yeah. most people would absolutely absolutely bury, but but some of us absolutely love. But you're absolutely right. If it was, if it was a bad game, that's it. Lump it.
2: Lump you know. it. it's gone. Yeah, it, that's it. That's it. You you have you have to move on. It's a bad game. Yeah. So, again, the DLC thing, like you mentioned, you can get like a basic version of a game, but ooh, there's like an extra episode that you can play. Like there's a deluxe version. There's, there's a it, yeah. deluxe version. There's a this version and that version. One of the games I'm really loving at the minute is Witcher Three. But mm-hmm. I don't mind that because it's cheap as chips now. So you get, you can get like the, the basic version for about six, seven quid. And, um, the two, the two extra episodes, which I haven't paid for yet, apparently add on 50 hours each. So if you don't, wow. want, if you don't want to give up Witcher, then these guys have used the same world and created two separate adventures from it. <sighs> yep. That you can right, get, you yeah. Yep. How much did
0: you pay for that?
3: How much did you pay for those bolt ones?
2: So I think they're only about seven quid each or something.
3: Okay, so so yeah, but that, that, that but, seems, but go on.
2: They have <laughs> managed to really really make loads of money out of that because they've, they've well, already got the they've exactly. already got the structure. They just have to put in a few different characters, put in a few different scenarios, and they literally have got all those millions of people that bought The Witcher, all mm-hmm. buying the DLC stuff.
3: There's a awesome. bunch of games that do that, that have a really clever little business model. It's painfully simple and it is exactly that. They'll they'll wait for people. There are p- gr- many groups of people out there who will who refuse to buy new games. Yeah. They 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 will say, I'm not, I'm just not spending 40, 50, 60 quid on a brand new game. I'm gonna wait till it comes down a bit. I'm gonna play the games I've got, et cetera, et cetera. However, they'll all be on the digital platform, they'll all have an Xbox Live account, et cetera, et cetera. They'll buy Your Witcher Threes, for example. Well, they'll buy the games that are, you know, one, two, three, four years down the line. Um, GTA five being a great example.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: Um, they'll get it for next to nothing, but oh hang on a minute, you know, this bit here, this gives me a bit that, you know, it's only been added Mm. on. Um, you know, so um and um you know, we'll have a go at that. Oh, it's it's only a fiver. Oh fantastic. You know, you get you get five hundred thousand people across the whole platform spending a fiver. Kajing. Oh, we can pay the bills for another six months, you know. Mm. Um, it's, it's a very, um, I mean, the, the one thing I do like about that is the fact that you've got some absolute classics that are still afloat and that, that still that still have very full online uh, multiplayer uh, rooms, which is nice because you can GTA go back. GTA
2: V is the prime example of that, isn't it? It's oh, ridiculous. I mean, uh, that game was released, like, I think I must have got it back in, like, 2013 or 14. Years on the, ago, 360. I think. Yeah, it's about six, really. seven years old now. It's a cash cow.
0: It's just a cash cow, really. It's a bit, bit pathetic, but also, why not? In a way,
2: there's just memes and memes and memes of people being like retired by the time GTA Six comes out,
3: and they're right. absolutely. They're talking about. They're talking about actually. I think. I think Sony, and I don't know if this 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 conversation has actually been brought to a close yet, but Sony were actually saying that they were going to release GTA Five on the PS Five um and yeah, and, and people are saying people are saying well uh, hang on hang on a minute one one second let's just rewind you know um GTA 6 hello three
2: no? No? three generations of console that that game will which be which
3: other up. game's done that which other game's done that can you name any
2: Zero. Apart from like, apart from like ones that have been ported over for like compilations and things. Zero.
0: Doesn't go. Remember they did them on the Wii episode. Just Dance was on the Wii. The latest Just Dance is on the Wii and also the Switch. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Just (laughs) Dance. It it bypassed the Wii U. Yeah. Actually, Adrian, let's, let's, let's bring you in here. So you're a, you're a teacher of economics and business knowledge. This business model Mm -hmm. that these companies are choosing now. In your opinion, is it a, a, a purely business-based decision or are they doing this for the players? You as a person who consume a lot of this content and your boys get a lot of this DLC stuff and these other things, in your opinion, you know, where do you stand morally? Where do you think they're coming from?
0: Mm, businesses need to make money that's the bottom line if they don't make money they won't survive um it's a extension strategy so what they're doing with GTA 5 is extending the life of that product it's a cash cow literally milking and making rockstar money it's it's i don't particularly agree with it i think you can you, you could you could say it's morally quite pathetic. Morally bankrupt. How far that, <laughs> no, it, that it's clever plan? though. It's really clever on a business sense. It's brilliant. It, they've made this product that people adore and they can keep flogging it forever. Um, and it's clever strategy, but no, ethically they need to start innovating. But the thing is, Dylan, they're not going to innovate and make new games. Until the demand for their current games dwindles, extend strategies, didn't. extend the life of products. What they've done with GTA Five is, is, is extend the life of that one product probably much further than they thought they could ever do. And they're probably thinking, well, until there's real pressure, until sales really drop off a cliff, what's the point making GTA Six? Mm. Max Payne Four? People are like, where's Max Payne Four? There's no need for it. They've mm. got that one game now, and that can stifle innovation. Um, I'm desperately looking forward to Breath of the Wild 2. It might be a different title, but the new Zelda game on the Switch, it's being developed. Isn't as, there as loads of
2: speech. DLC for the original one?
0: Yeah, and um, do you know what? I'll give Switch a bit of credit, actually, the Nintendo, because a lot of their games you, you buy on a cart. You get the cartridge. Mm-hmm. I really try and buy the physical cartridge. They're about the size of a stamp, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. And they give a lot of them give you free updates, free updates for the games. So you don't pay for it. Mm-hmm. And Animal Crossing has been updated. There's been better things than Luigi's Mansion Free. Some of them you have to pay. Breath of the Wild, I did pay about twenty quid for the DLC. But I'm addicted to Zelda, so I'm I'm a mug. So of course I was going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I respect about Nintendo is Breath of the Wild is done now. The latest DLC is done, uh, you know, about a year or so ago. It's finished. Full stop. They're working on Breath of the Wild too. They're not. They're not flogging that horse forever mm-hmm. so i think nintendo have just about got it right they give a free a few free updates here and there they update the games they give you f- new features for free keep the f- game fresh and they if you really want the real uber versions you might have to pay a little bit extra but you still get the cartridge as well i'm you glad know?
2: you mentioned them i'm really glad you mentioned them because and you mentioned overwatch for the mm. switch was just the code right
0: pathetic and yeah
2: and what, what what you're buying a little sd card isn't it a switch yeah, game yeah. is like a little sd card and you pop it in there
0: but one of those sd cards could hold every single n64 game ever made
2: that okay okay that's great but um but the the the, the way it's packaged it's not like an evercade box is it no if you buy a switch game you literally have an empty box and this one tiny sd card in it don't you? Yeah. What's
0: really annoying is you open it and there's there's flaps where a manual should be. Do you yeah. understand? You've got those kind of little two bits pointing oh, out. Oh no. Yeah. There's How no No switch game I own has a manual.
2: <laughs> there is no manual. They all have built-in tutorials and away you go. Oh, isn't it? Dairy, this is, dairy, this is where we are now. This is where we are now. So we're at a point where games can have unlimited capacity. You know, unlimited you know storage, and they don't need to have manuals. You can have a built-in <laughs> tutorial right in there. Uh, I think, you know, I, I really think Nintendo are going in the same direction as Mike, Microsoft have with the downloadable only Xbox. So I don't know if you guys know, but when mm. they did the whole raft of changes to the Xbox One, the Xbox One S actually had a downloadable only version.
3: Yes. Yep.
2: Mm. Yeah. And yeah. now um, Sony have announced PS5. with the PS5 that they'll be a, download, a cheaper, no disc drive. A cheaper one with no disc drive.
0: I, I was shocked they, they, they were going to make a PS5 with a disc, um, car, a disc uh, bit in there. Still, I honestly thought the PS5 would be the first console that is exclusively download only. I guess I'm happy I'm wrong, but I thought that was going to be the big, the big change. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: I
0: think you're going to have a
3: lot of people. You're going to, you know, there's always the backwards compatibility question that's that's asked by, you know, console, you know, uh, sort of lovers because. They're always going to ask that question. They're always going to ask for backwards compatibility. And Xbox, Microsoft had that issue, um, you know, jumping from the the three hundred and sixty to the one, um, and it was a, a car crash for a time because they there was hardly anything that was backwards compatible, mm-hmm. um, you know. And then all of a sudden, you know, you saw on on the Xbox Live Marketplace, you were you were seeing all of these titles popping up um and it was like oh hang on a minute you know maybe they have listened to a, to a bit of feedback i mean I, I, there is one thing i just wanted to scoot back to really quickly just to buck the trend we were talking about all of these games with you know you've got to buy all these extras you've got the deluxe version you've got all of this sort of thing you know are you getting sort of value for money there are some 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 ones that actually buck a trend and it's not actually done them that
2: much good do, do either of you know titanfall no Oh, Titanfall. Yeah, I played the second one. Didn't think much of it. Yeah,
3: there we are. So, 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 actually, a real, a bit of a classic in many people's eyes. Modern classic in many people's eyes. But actually, all of the DLC was free. Mm -hmm. So everything they added on, uh, bar. Bar probably a couple of you know little nondescript skins for the robots. Yeah. All of the levels, all of the extra guns, the, the the Titans, everything, all free. Okay, all absolutely free. Now that game, you would not if you if you get you know you got a top ten uh, of Xbox games, PlayStation games, whatever. I, I guarantee it wouldn't feature anywhere near it um, because you know and isn't that what does that tell you? You know all of their is free. You'd think yeah. oh well that's you know that's going to be up in lights. In actual fact, it's all of the stuff. That um, you know that costs people an arm and a leg. That's up there. You know your Fortnite, your call of duties, your, all that sort of stuff. And and the games that are giving it away for free, does that do them any good? You know the the data, the data suggests not. So it's only going to go in the digital way, I, I,
0: I believe. But you know, um, you know, because of COVID nineteen, cinemas closed down. Uh, many films mm. uh, were postponed. I think what's what's the big film that was postponed? Was it the latest uh, James Bond? Yeah, James Bond, that was big, made big news. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the company, but one company thought, well, let's just forget the cinema. Let's go straight to digital, and let's release Trolls 2. Now, I heard that Trolls 2, and that people could buy it, was extremely popular. It it sold through the charts. Maybe it's because people at home, more they needed a family film to watch. And it, it almost showed. I think I've got a feeling Trolls 2 might be – the beginning or the end of cinema, because it proved that you don't need that cinema money. You can actually bypass cinema, still get the big people talking. And, and you know, Trolls 2 could actually, it, it, I haven't seen the film. It's probably pretty rubbish, let's be honest. But it, it just shows you though, if people want something, they're going to buy it, uh, whether it's digital or not. And it, it just shows you that the death of DVDs is kind of what I fear. And we, we're seeing it already. is going to happen to the video game market.
2: Is it just nostalgia? That's kind of holding us back from just completely letting go of physical stuff.
0: Yeah, because we we for me personally, I could easily buy all my Switch games downloadable, but I still want the cartridges. Uh,
3: I, oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a minefield of a question, isn't it? I mean, I think if you're a true collector, I think if you're someone who really values that that physical media and likes a collection on a shelf in a cabinet whatever um i don't think it's ever going to be just nostalgia i think that it is going to be um it's going to be you know something that takes its rightful place in your display cabinet or your shelf or whatever um do i think that those people are going to outweigh in significant numbers those who are choosing the digital market no i don't um but I do think there's I do think there's money to be made there, and you've got you know you've got a window into that with, again going back to the, the the evercade um you know i it, it is a unique product it is something which combines two different worlds um and I do think it can work, but you've got that that line is so fine that line i think is is just so fine um i just it, i know what it is it just all comes down to convenience i've seen it time time and time again and with technology with with music with with video and just talking about uh, adrian what you said there um i don't think that's any surprise at all because when you when a when a, a film came out of the cinema you then waited for it to be released on whatever it was yeah. uh, let's face it nobody buys blu-rays um no. you know did, did, did anyone ever really buy blu-rays in any significant quantity mm really um you know to get a 4k movie well you've got to have a 4k blu-ray player um you know the internet infrastructure in the country doesn't lend itself to streaming 4k movies mm-hmm. um you know so you've got this big problem of well what do we do then you know oh we wait for it to come onto tv or netflix or whatever you know netflix has jumped on that bandwagon and they do mm-hmm. they do their own originals and they've been at making absolutely stacks of cash from it mm-hmm. um but i think they've mm-hmm. seen now just to, just to summarize on that point i, I think they've seen now that actually uh, straight into people's homes um is yeah. um is is a big money spinner is a huge money spinner and i know you you sort of throw the name trolls 2 around which most people wouldn't think of but there you are you know um dark horse makes all the cash and and and, and so but it is all convenience it's 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 a it's a click of a button for it's me, at the end of my fingers yeah,
2: for me now i haven't got the space to build up collections or anything Same I, here. i like the retro stuff i have but I have I have a lot of Everdrives, I have RetroPies, I have other things, you know you know intangible ROMs, you know, this is mm. this is for, for me for me now, I suppose I don't get as much joy collecting as, as a lot of our friends do, a lot of the guys listening to this do. I don't you know, I I'm more about at the moment, I'm sort of I'm getting a big kick out of clearing my stuff and making more space. Because me and the family, you know, there's, we haven't got a great deal of space here. So in that sense, I'm not bothered personally about gaming in the future being downloadable only. You know, I'm, mm. you know, i just, you know, you, the, the scratch card thing. Yeah. I can live with that. I can go to XY store. I mean, there's always, I mean, there's so many games I haven't played. Like I'm only getting around to games that were released about three, four years ago. I, I've, I've just started playing Detroit becoming human and that is an amazing that is something else seven pounds i paid for that
0: Mm, seven pounds
2: and i'm going to get so many hours that so many hours of enjoyment out of it it's totally worth it what Mm. i wouldn't do is pay 40 50 pounds for a download at at release this is the thing (sighs) so so me i'm quite happy to wait i'm one of these guys who's quite happy to wait about two three years down the line do you
0: know what you're called in the business terms dylan there's a, um, a cheap the you guys. A cheap Yeah, it's called, you're called a laggard. You're
2: Lag- a laggard. I'm a laggard. Better than yes. a blackguard. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm a laggard. I do. I don't I don't I don't buy things full price, never did back in the day, really.
3: Um... So 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 then so then but that then that then does raise a question though. So we are here talking on a retro gaming forum. Mm-hmm. You know, we are we are it, it's well documented. Um, you know, that that people tune in um and listen you know in their droves to talk about retro games to talk Mm -hmm. about all the all the 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 fantastic titles the experiences and 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 really delving into all that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. you know we're here talking about the future of of, of digital downloads and things like that Mm -hmm. you know so, so 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 why does that interest in the in the retro market not only exist but i would argue continue to grow um, you know, it, there's got to be something there. You know, we, we are talking... People love to really, collect
2: things, mate. People yeah. love to collect things. If you if you think about it, a lot of people actually uh, prefer the collecting to the actual playing of the games. Yeah, there are they did
0: Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry, I not mean but I've got 50 Jaguar games now. It includes Jaguar CD games.
2: You've almost got a full
0: set. That's mad, isn't it? And you're right. It's, it's one of those things. Some of the games... I've played a couple of times. I might not, might not ever play again mm-hmm. because I don't particularly like him. I, you know, that's a bit of a harsh thing to say. Club drive. But I like, I like the fact. What was that? Club drive. Club drive, exactly. I'm what? waiting for the next um, Jaguar party for that. <laughs> my, my, my point is I love to see in the collection. Uh, it's, it, And I do think, I'm not looking to sell it, you know, but it, it's, it is going to go up in value, I think. I might be wrong there. But collectors are funny things. The
2: other thing, I suppose, with physical things, physical games as well, they have a resale value, don't they?
0: They do.
2: That's another. That's kind can of, I sell my Steam games? Can you I? Can't sell your Steam games. You're actually at some kind. Of, it's a very minimal risk. Well, You're quite a minimal risk of losing them all. Look
3: at, look at, look at the likes of, you know, your CEX and, and and game and stuff like that, you know, that a huge amount of their, their income. I know obviously game, you know, over the, over the last few years has been, has been in trouble, but Mm -hmm. you know, you, you look at, you look at your CEX and stuff like that, you know, they're still making, they're still making money out of, um, you know, someone coming in and sweeping up a load of second hand games. And, you know, you, you, you get caught trying to do that with a digital one. I mean, you, you know, there's there's Mm -hmm. some prison time there. Um, but um,
2: but with the new releases, yeah. you can actually save money doing it that way, can't you? So with uh, with um, the download prices on Xbox Store or PlayStation Store or whatever will still be about 40, 50 quid. You're going to CEX and you can get it for like 35 quid, 30 quid. You know, someone's already played it already. They've sold it back to them. CEX are making a bit more money. There was, I mean, the Xbox was going to have, the Xbox One, I don't know if you guys remember, it was going to have a feature whereby you couldn't resell a game. So even if you bought the disc, it was Correct. validated at one time, and that was that they were going to do that, weren't they? And then everyone cut, kicked up like a like a stink, mm. like I've never seen. I've never they,
3: seen <sighs> they literally. I can't see them getting away with that.
2: They made they made Microsoft rewrite all of that, but for some reason, people are quite happy now. And you've seen it with the PS5. Um, Uh, release and you know the announcement and everything I don't think if the Xbox One Series X or what they have the the new ones called I don't think I don't don't know if that's going to have a downloadable only version but people are actually saying wow it's cheaper to get the downloadable one I can get all my games downloadable I'll just do that instead they're
3: literally going it's it's it just it's the mind boggles doesn't it but i'll tell you what if all all, all that sony need to do and microsoft needs to do if they do come up with a downloadable only one is the fact that they've only got to strike a few deals with a few of the publishing companies um you know to say oh well you know we'll drop the price of the console we'll hook in have many million more um you know consumers to buy the console um mm-hmm. you give us a little bit you give us a little bit of commission off all your download sales because they can only download the game um you know and you know pockets are filled and um you know all the money comes rolling in and and yes the console is cheaper but actually it's false economics because then that person is going to spend more potentially on the download the extra skins the v bucks the extra bits yeah. and pieces you know the guns and all this sort of stuff and you know in reality that sounds absurd because if you said that to someone they'd go well no, i'm not going to spend more money of course i'm not mm-hmm. well you are because you're, you're getting the downloadable only version and you know you can bet your bottom dollar that you're going to be spending money on not just the download but expansions and, and dlc mm-hmm. and stuff so it's it's a very very clever um way of um i say clever it's it's it, it, it's it's almost quite overt really do you think um, this direction
2: yeah. yeah do you think this direction will lead to more things like the Evercade?
0: yes i do actually i think because we go so far one way people are hark back to the old days nostalgia so i do think actually there might be you know like the mini the mini snes and mini mega drives i think there might be versions of those maybe not those particular consoles but that you, you can buy cartridges collections for those i, I yeah i do i can see it
3: i i I do do think there's a lot to be said for that i i i think that um you know the the whole retro market and the way it's growing and 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 the fact that you know you've got so many people listening to the to to the pods and looking at the posts and things like that, that there's a lot to be said for that you know if if people were just dropping off the face of the earth and it was just all going to current gen stuff then you'd sort of be sitting there scratching your head but there's a lot of there's a huge fan base out there that that crave that that crave and i don't think it's just nostalgia I don't think we can just put it down to nostalgia. There's something else in there? Is it the physical, you know, is Some it the, the physical it? Product? It's really Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a process. It's a, it's, it's something you can't put your finger on. It's, it's not a tangible thing. Um, you know, and, and, and again, you know, a reference to the, the Ever cause it really does look like a nifty bit of kit. It's, it's sliding that cartridge in. It's switching it on. It's choosing your games. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's just that extra spoke mm-hmm. on the wheel. You know, that um, I think it's an itch that a lot of retro gamers need to scratch. And the current gen yeah. just doesn't do it for them.
2: No, no, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but what I do fear, though, is people will be so used to download only in a few years. Um, like the current gen, I'm talking the current sort of teenagers, you know, early 20s. They won't really be, they never remember having cartridges or discs. I know it's a long way down the road, but maybe 20, 30 years, people are like, well, I don't want an old track right. and Jaguar game. Never heard of it. What's the point?
3: all right well think about think about vinyl for example yeah so i i you know oh. i DJed for 15 odd years i went from vinyl to cd to <coughs> to download and and the fact is that, that that um it also tied in with the time in retail and just just to just to kind of gloss over it quickly the fact is that vinyl dropped off the face of the earth when you know mm-hmm. cds came along and it was like oh look at this cd it's amazing mm-hmm. then the digital came along mp3 players yeah that all came along that's then then you had your ipods smashed everything out of the water mm-hmm. and then lo and behold yeah one christmas I remember selling a load of, of, of these small portable LP players, these record players. Yeah. Mm. And slowly but surely, every few months, it would build up and up and up and up and up and up and up. And, up. and before you knew it, they were releasing entire collections, greatest mm. hits of all the big names in these boxes as a separate purchase mm, with a record point. player. Yeah. Mm. And look now, yeah. Vinyl is massive. Mm. Yeah. But, but honestly, it, it, whether it whether it's the sound, whether it's the, the the sleeve notes, whether it's the artwork, whatever it is, um, you know, vinyl it's has made a experience. huge comeback.
2: Yeah, yeah. Robert's and saying, and I think yeah, the same it? could yeah. be said for games.
0: Can <laughs> we can we talk about Bruce Willis for a second? Is that all right? Yes. Um, wow. We can always talk Hashtag about Left Bruce. Field.
2: Jesus.
0: I'm not his biggest fan. I think he's not a bad actor, but he comes across a bit of a grumpy old sod, doesn't he? Is that fair? Yes. <laughs> uh, a bit moody, a bit moody. <laughs> but why have I mentioned Bruce Willis? Can you guys think about maybe why I'm, I'm talking about? Because in a few
2: years him? you'll be able to download him as a skin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Download his consciousness <laughs> onto a memory stick, <laughs> to a hard
0: drive. I've got it. Let me get the exact date. I found the actual news article, so it's uh, quite a while ago now. Um, Someone who was relevant then wasn't, then <laughs> has come back into being relevant. He's like again, the
2: LP of people. Is that what you're saying? He's <laughs>
0: He's a vinyl vinyl Bruce Willis <laughs> two thousand and twelve Bruce Willis took a certain company, Apple, to court because he was worried that his extensive and huge iTunes library would literally turn to nothing when he died, so he's like, oh. who, he 's like who 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 would take his collection? would his daughter's dad daughter inherit his all these apple you know albums no. He's no she wouldn't well, he was arguing that they should be able to get it because he's paid for it, and that's his product. And he should be able to pass it on how he wants. But they're downloads, you know, my Steam account. Uh, hopefully, Gabe's not listening. Gabe Newell, I do sometimes share with my my son upstairs. He, he we, we you know we have to we can't play at the same time. But he dips now my Steam account now and then. I'm sorry, Mr. Newell, if you're listening. I do apologise. <laughs> um, I do like Steam, but my point is, if I do, you know, if if I hit the bucket, who's getting my Steam games?
3: but yep. but then but then you go go back to what you were saying about Bruce Willis and having his his power with with Apple there was another there was another situation there where they they were there was actual criminal proceedings that were taking place and they needed to access a certain account um you know and even the FBI couldn't actually get the rights to access this person's phone mm. um you know i mean if the FBI can't do it then the rest of us have got no hope
0: yeah, yeah. so
3: i mean that the, the fact and, and there's going to make a joke fact- about
0: the daily mirror but i better not <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh but it just plays into the fact that as soon as you agree to that, you know, and 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 license in license agreement, um, you know, you are you are bound by those terms, and they can pretty much set as many hoops up as you like. Um, whereas, you know, you're free and easy with a cartridge or, or a disc in your hand, so to speak.
2: Yeah. Suppose. Uh, so there's another there's another little kind of angle from this, and I think I think it was Faith that that mentioned it because. Um, Adrian put out a few things on social media about what people think, and it started a whole lot of stuff that we can't read. Oh, it we lit can't up. read
0: it all. So
2: we can't, we're not going to read any of it, really, I
0: think, now because it's Maybe just we could pick out Steve White. I, would that be nice? We like Steve yeah, White. Yeah,
2: Steve, obviously, James is Real up, our And James is, uh, James is co random review person. Wingman. Wingman. Yeah. But, but, we going on to Steve's thing, um, Faith did mention that it's actually, A pretty green approach, downloadable only. Because if you think about, see, like, actually manufacturing plastic cartridges, distributing plastic cartridges across the world, the impact, there is going to be an environmental impact. You could never put a, a figure on it, I don't think anyone could, but doesn't downloadable content get a bit of a, a bit of a pat on the back for being a green approach? Would you at least give it that? It's, a, it's yes. an interest
3: it's definitely an interesting concept. I mean, the fact is they can find greener ways to make things. So if, if the, you know, if the uh, industry wanted to sort of come together and say, you know, like they did with blooming what bags in supermarkets and, mm-hmm. and, and whatever, you know, they can all come together as an industry and go, well, the new standard is this. And they've got all sorts of, you know, resins and, you, you know, tree, tree friendly sort of, um, materials they could make them out of. I, I mean, as we stand, Yes, I agree because plastic is an absolute nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so, it's, so, James, yeah. you want the wooden Atari consoles back? Is that what you're saying? You
2: want, you want <laughs> uh, veneer? Yeah, you want veneer on your console. That's what you want. Right? But,
0: you know, bit
3: of bit of uh, bit of pine cartridge. Yeah, would be lovely. Yeah, <laughs> with uh, scented yeah scented needles as a, as a, as an extra.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's the but, thing, um, isn't it? Like you yeah. can't like with with downloads. If you if your company went bust, you wouldn't have to bury them in a in a landfill would you like the old et no, cartridge so
3: but but then that comes back to sort of who would inherit the collection because you wouldn't be burying them at all you'd be passing no. them on right. um you and know so
2: but this is the other thing i mean this is what blaze blaze and Evercade have essentially licensed electronic like, el- they've licensed software to then pr- produce these tangible cartridges haven't they so what they've done is They've done. They've done something that they could have easily just made a site like Rob. Rob mentioned it. and I mentioned it earlier with with Anstream, you can just release some license things, really get people to pay a subscription like Anstream and just do it online, couldn't they? They could have just done uh, that. They wouldn't have had to forecast yeah. for the purchasing of the console, the making of the cartridges, the making of the thing, and you know that would have been a way that they can do it.
3: But I think the green way. approach. Sorry, I think I think the green approach is more to do with the, the manufacturing rather than actually physically having the or or, or or sort of disposing of the byproduct because you know that that's that's going to stay you know you've got to sell it to someone hand it to someone give it to someone oh, you yeah, know whatever I mean, it's not gonna you, you, be, we're it's not going to be, gonna be, gonna
2: be any, yeah so it's more to
3: do with the manufacturing yeah. process
2: it's the process it's the CO two emissions yeah. isn't it that's what but yeah
3: I'd, I'd probably I'd, it's a great point um, and I'd probably agree with as we stand absolutely yeah you know you using a tiny little bit of electricity and uh to to, to download
0: something over 15 20 minutes
3: <coughs> Excuse me. um so yeah i'd agree with that
0: i suppose yeah good point right dylan james should i should we discriminate and not read any twitter people's comments and just do a bit a few a few facebook's should we do that Ooh, no mix it, up. mix it up controversy uh, rife
2: this evening mix it up just to finish it off and then we'll 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 come up with a bit of a bit of a conclusion but yeah go on. <laughs>
0: In well, summer. we promised to give Steve White his chance, didn't yes, I? So Steve, yes, mate. Because we like a bit of it, Steve White. He said, honestly, the way things are going saddens me, and this applies to a range of media, namely games, music, and film. There you go. Digital is convenient, and yes, physical copies do take up a lot of space, but I love having shelves with the classics lined up. So easy to forget what you have when everything is on a hard drive. I know it's an odd sorry an old mindset, but I don't feel like you truly own something unless you have it in your hand. So Steve White's a granddad, basically, isn't he? He's old school.
1: <laughs>
3: he's a bit, he's he absolutely a bit exactly like loves. <laughs> Yeah, he loves his, his physical media. He loves his collections. He's got a massive, uh, DVD, CD, um, and game collection. Um, he's got, he's a, he's a real, he's a huge PlayStation fan. So he's got all the titles going back. And I believe, I believe actually, um, he's got, uh, a huge collection of all of the demo discs off of all the various, oh, wow, um, well PlayStation, PlayStation, um, uh, magazines. He's got a, a, a huge collection of those. So not something that um, I would say probably was kept by a large number of people. you probably find that that's, that's going to
0: get to a point where they're relatively rare. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Well, we've got a few celebrities joining on, haven't we? We've got a few big names like Tony Barnes chipped in.
2: Yes, Desert Strike, Supremo. And Strike he said, yeah, what does he say?
0: He says, Super- when, when I download something, I know I don't own it. I, I don't own a damn thing. I'm just leasing. Just like people driving around in fancy cars they don't own. <laughs> it's, it's, good old they're still
2: getting the experience, though, aren't they? They're, getting, they're still getting to drive around in the fancy cars.
3: Is it an itch you need to scratch? Is it, is, you, do you want to be able to sit there and actually say and feel like you own it? That's mm. that's the line you've got to draw, because there will be a bunch of people who will say no, but I guarantee you there's a lot of people
0: that will want to ha- feel like they own something. Mm-hmm. Well, James, yeah. maybe, maybe Matt Pritchard of Age of Empire fame will change your mind.
2: Oh, yes, yeah. Matt. What does he have to say?
0: Because he says digital is okay when you have offline DRM-free installers, my yep. GOG account, yep. backed GOG, up in Zoom. seats for places.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, the more interesting parts is keeping the PCs that can play the games. Look at just what happened with Mac OS, OCX, Mac OS. dropping 32-bit programs for so many games.
2: Yep. 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 welcome. on
0: and james james miller wrote a big comment but we don't like james so we're going to ignore that let's see what no, james we don't miller want, no, we, we definitely <laughs> don't want to talk to him he's he's um no, he's no good at all i literally said save it for the pod mate winky face and he's like oh <laughs> here he
2: is yeah here he is. um yeah go to some twitter guys then come on let's give the let's give the twitter guys some love
0: but andy but james you know andy andy so are oh, very very, very well. Very
3: good friend of mine, ex-work colleague from from years ago. Um, top guy and an and apps a, a hugely passionate um, gamer on on many platforms, including a lot of the, the retro stuff as well. Um, and I know that um, he really found his place when he when he sort of joined in the group. And 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 he's an avid listener. Um, and he's, you know, he absolutely loves all of his his games, but he really, he's really got a soft spot for all the retro
0: stuff. So we mention him every week
2: now. We mention him pretty much every week, Andy.
0: (laughs) James, you're not, you're not his friend anymore because Andy says here, I can't remember the last physical disc I bought. I much prefer the convenience of digital. I'm interested in the game, not the packaging. So there you go, James. I'm sorry that we ruined your friendship. You're now no longer friends with Andy. I'm going to do
3: a huge Dylan, but, because he's done a couple of those this evening. <laughs>
1: um,
3: is, 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 um, I think, and I'll, I'll have to ask Andy this, uh, on a separate conversation. I think he's probably talking about the, 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 the very newest current versions of. Yeah. I don't think he's talking about the old school stuff. No. So, or even, or even the interim stuff, you know, your 360
0: <laughs> or whatever, but I'll have to find that out. I'll have to grill him. I'll have to give him a grilling. <laughs> All right, James. Uh, sorry, Dylan, we've got a few, we got, Over like 40 comments on this crazy Twitter feed. It was huge. Just like
2: random. Yeah. Just randomly pick a couple.
0: So we like good old top loader. He says, well, it doesn't matter. I'm getting buried with my games anyway, after my own eventual slow, slow old age death. And I'm with him. I'm going to be buried Positive uh,
3: post there then. Yeah. Not just now. (laughs)
0: Um, we just so many people. It's like crazy. um, Let's chip. All right, here we go. Um, TV games. There you go. He's got a picture of a lemon as his kind of avatar. Evercade are just reselling what's already available physically, not really a solution. I'm happy to buy digital if there's no alternative. That said, I'd be worried about long-term availability. There you go. I I,
3: I think the fact that there's been so many comments on that subject, I think, speaks volumes that people still feel very passionate about it um and i i dare say probably have a, still have a soft spot for the physical media i know you you're andes and whatnot, you know notwithstanding but it, the fact that it's driven that kind of conversation says that there's still a conversation to be had you is know current, um, yeah
2: i mean i suppose as as a as a conclusion is current gen gaming going to mourn the loss of physical media
0: mm. well i know someone who would he's literally called collectoritis Oh, and he says or she when the day comes that only physical games are releasing for now consoles or all consoles go digital only, then I'll stop buying the consoles.
2: Whoa. That's, that's big. I... That is big. <laughs> that is going in hard. <laughs> that is going in hard.
0: But, exactly.
2: But now, Adrian, you know, what? personally, if Nintendo said that the next Switch was going to be downloadable only, you wouldn't have your little SD cards, would you be upset?
0: Yeah. Um, would I still buy the console? Probably, because let's be honest, Nintendo um, is Zelda exclusive. So if I want to play a Zelda game, I'd have to buy the console. So yes, I'd be upset. I wouldn't be happy about it, but I would begrudgingly do it.
2: Okay. Um, personally, I'm not bothered <laughs> about, about the demise of physical media. I think... I am a laggard. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fork out forty, fifty quid for a download. But I will wait a <laughs> couple of years. You laggard. Days. I'm a laggard. I love. I love the Game Pass. And I've mentioned
0: it a lot on the streets of Rage, pod. oh, the game! I James, lo- he gets commission, mate. So yes, I say but it at least love, three times.
2: I love Game Pass because it's like such a minimal, like thing that you're paying, and you can have you have so many games you can just rattle through whatever you want, and then you can just cancel your your subscription when you want. Are we moving to a subscription type base type system in the future? Yeah, possibly. You know, we we got to the point where where Game Pass will release stuff that's just been released on there. You know, people, people signed up to that might not have to pay the 30, 40, 50 quid to get the game. So we might be moving to a subscription, a subscription, a subscription only basis type thing. I will pick up the occasional retro thing. Mm, I like collecting Game Boy cards, for example. They're quite small. I like, they're quite kitsch. They remind me of when I used to play them when I was about 10, 11 years old. Uh, I like kind of into like the odd SNES cartridge here and there. So I, I do, you know, physical media in a nostalgic sense still means a lot for me but and cds oh my god i got i got a personal cd play the other day 15 quid best 15 quid i think i've ever spent in like the, you know the last the last the last couple of years at least uh and then you can enjoy my own cds and i'll be like well, oh, get out this album or this brit pop like you know compilation cds stick that on put my headphones on beautiful but as far as the future is concerned, personally, no, not bothered. I'm, um, you know, if if someone said they put a gun to my head and said you have to buy a PS5, Dylan, you got to buy a PS5. Uh, I'll get, I'd get the downloadable one because again, would you? Yeah, because the Blu-ray thing again, like James said, is redundant, isn't it? A Blu-ray display, like all all of the all of the games that you can get on PS5 will be downloadable as well. So why would you? I mean, if you want, if you were that, if you were that bothered about saving a bit of money and if C E X and that were still around and you could get some kind of trading value to then kind of just pay a bit more than to enjoy another game. And if you wanted to keep doing that, then that's fine. But like I said, I'm a laggard man. I'm a laggard. I'll wake up. You're years. proud. I don't need to yeah. I don't need to keep reselling my games. Um but James, what do you think? What's what's your sort of final final take on everything?
3: So if I'm being brutally honest, there's always there's always a small part of me which Does like to have a collection of some sort, yeah, and games is is included in that. However, the overriding kind of majority feeling is that you know it's convenient, it's easy, it's good for me to be able to you know click on, download, access, and get on and update something in in you know whether it be in a subscription format or or you know whatever the 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 form of um you, you know process you've got to go through on the digital platform. So. I'm kind of with you on that, although there is a just a small part of me that would 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 dearly love a, a nice big gaming collection um i've got you know i've got a decent amount of uh, mega drive games and uh, some p c classics and some d s and stuff like that so you know I've got a nice little humble collection but so that kind of whets that appetite. A little bit, but yeah i mean the digital the digital side of things it's pure convenience, it saves time um you know and, and as a father of three i i can 't really have display cases and shelves around because they 'll probably last about ten seconds before they get <laughs> absolutely yeah. annihilated so you know, I, I think some some another final sort of thought is is this whole thing that you just mentioned in terms of download only console. The one thing that they've got to be very careful of, and I would dare say the reason that they're releasing two consoles, certainly from a UK perspective, mm-hmm. is the fact that the internet, the you know, the internet infrastructure in this com- in this country is still not good enough mm. um to go to go fully download only you know you've got people like you know you've got certain games um you know activision i'm looking at you here like warzone take, and stuff know, like, Mate, like warzone i mean i downloaded i i i got the downloadable version yeah um and um i mean i downloaded there was about five components to this thing and each of them was about 25 gig oh. yeah and now my my internet's pretty decent yeah however it took absolutely forever yeah. You know, and and you know, then you've got all the updates and each update is twenty five, thirty, forty gig. You know, and the the internet infrastructure I mean, you think about people that are still going on, you know, 5, 10 mega out in the stick
2: somewhere. Oh god. Cool. You know, the the, yeah. the the infrastructure just is not there. We haven't for, even for, spoken uh, about Stadia. Mm-hmm. We haven't even mm-hmm. spoken about Google Stadia. So if it goes to mm-hmm. download only then is it going to go to streamable only, where you never have to upgrade your machine? It's just Yeah, that service. will happen. It's just like a Netflix. So for life, you just pay like £10 a month or whatever for life, and you've got current-gen gaming directly
0: it, it, into it would, your home. It would
2: be
3: there already if it wasn't for the internet infrastructure.
2: Exactly. I mean, it, it, I think it's... Like only certain sections of America get it properly, don't they?
3: Like, yeah. I mean, you can get gigs, you know, one gig internet, two gig internet. I know Virgin were testing it a few years ago. Mm. Um, but, the, but, but the thing is, it's, it's, it's just not practical in a lot of areas because they can't get the cable down, um, you know, and, and they can't get it, you know, to, to, to a majority of houses. You know, you've still got a load of people. I mean, I, when I was living in, in Lingfield, you know, up to a couple of years ago, um, you know, we had, I think, I think I got about six meg off the phone line with Sky. I mean, what, mm. what am I going to do with that? What am I, I, I going to do, know, six man. meg? And, that, and that's with that's with every that's with every other device off,
2: other than my console,
3: you know. And I'm like, come on, six meg, <laughs> you know.
2: Wait what am a I going to do with that? Waiting a week for a game, yeah. It's just, oh, come on, yeah. Call it God, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sad, exactly. So, so the infrastructure just is not there for the, for your Sonys and your, excuse me, your Microsofts of this world to go, here's a download only console, um, because the infrastructure just doesn't support it. So you will still have people buying physical media purely because the, you know, the, the infrastructure yeah. won't support. So, you know, maybe that's is, a, maybe that's a glimmer of hope for the physical market.
2: Let's <laughs> keep our broadband crap in the UK.
3: And then, exactly,
2: and then we can keep physical media going. That's it. But well,
3: let's be honest; it's not been it's not been sort of very high on the agenda at the moment, is it? With everything else no, going no. on. No, so, uh, yes, yeah, you know yeah, Of
0: course, it's not. <laughs> I don't know. A few five G towers have been destroyed, haven't they? Let's be honest. Like. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but
2: but with the COVID stuff going on, you know, the downloadable thing has been an absolute lifesaver for people. It's had
3: it? a leg up. Yeah, big I mean, time.
2: You know, all, when when all of the retail shops were closed, I mean, obviously they they're all reopening now, but um When they're all closed, how would you get games? You know, you literally, everyone would go to, to, to their, you know, to whatever shop it was, but then sad tale, people who stocked up their Wii's. do you remember the, the virtual yeah. console? All yeah. gone. All gone. All of those That's people. Big, yeah. So this is the kind of, the kind of precipice we're kind of dangling on, isn't it? It's like, what's going to happen with that? Who is going to keep on, if they can be so relentless, so remorseless in making us sign up for everything and agree to this, that, and the other, and then we're beholden to these platforms. When they go, then our stuff goes with. You
0: know? well, I, and I'll still be looking at my yeah. Troy Aikman football, my Jaguar, didn't. I'll be laughing. Oh, Sorry, mate.
2: Troy Aikman, just like, oh. Can you <laughs> what, imagine what you streaming to ask you that? that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but
0: all
3: right, are they going to push people too far though? Are that, is, is that going to push people over the edge? The more you, the more you tighten that noose in the whole subscription base and the whole, um, you know, pay to win, you know, kind of noose. Mm-hmm. Is that going to push people too far? Is that then going to have a, a you know, a reinvested interest in, in the physical market? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Retro game might get a second wave. Yeah. Here we go. Oh, all right
2: there. It. So this is a different way to end the podcast. I, I love this. Two years from now. So in July, 2022, adrian is the evercade still going are they still releasing cartridges for this thing has it been a commercial success
0: yeah and i'm going to say by 20 by 2022 there'll be 50 cartridges i think
2: all right okay good james same question it's a tricky one isn't it
3: i i believe i believe it'll be a success but i don't i don't think you'll you'll see it up in lights in terms of Necessarily as, as big as your current gen consoles, but I do think there is a space for it in the market. Definitely. Um, so, so yes, I, I do see it being a, a success. Uh, genuinely, I do believe that because it is, it does have a really good mixture of, of the kind of the then and now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, and I, and I think that, you know, you stick that up against the wall against all the other retro pies and other, other kind of hacked bits and pieces and Game Boy wannabes. Yeah, that's good.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, it mm-hmm. stacks up. Yeah, so yeah. 100%. Um personally do I think it's still gonna be going in two years' time? It really depends on whether they improve the the, the standard of these cartridges. If they're gonna do it on a company by company basis, you are screaming out for people who used to team up with Sega back in the day. Yeah. You? So yes. they've got they've already got interplay on board. In fact, Sega themselves. Hello. If they somehow manage to do some kind of licensing deal with them, can you imagine Sega cart? Compilation card after compilation yeah. card after boom, compilation boom, 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 card. Boom. That is a no-brainer. They, if they get that deal done or something of that kind of level, I can see it still happening in two years. But I don't see, like, if if I'm being brutally honest, I see in the in the in the list of games that's out in the minute, I see about twenty percent of them that I like, that I actually think are good quality. I think the others are are, you know, they're just not there. They're just not there for me. But
0: I'd love to see like. Amiga classics, something like Team Amiga. 17 classics. The Amiga yeah. is
2: a thing. The issue with the Amiga is a lot of a lot of the games were one button joystick plus keyboard. So mm. they'd have to remap everything. That actually, it'd be more difficult to port Amiga stuff straight to something like this. That's why like the AntStream guys, again, bigging up the AntStream guys, they've got loads of Amiga stuff on there. So if you sign up to their subscription model, you can, like, play all of these Amiga games that I haven't played for yonks properly, not on some Mm. dodgy emulator or your Amiga that's falling apart, you know? So, (laughs) you know, there is... But
3: are they are they just, you know, is their business model now, are they kind of just showing you a little bit of skirt and then kind of bang, (laughs) well, hey, you know, going to bring out are they are they looking at you know it, it could be there could be one of those licensing deals around the corner you just don't know and they're kind of hiding it behind their their deck of cards mm-hmm. at the table we don't uh, possibly know. yeah who knows really don't know. you know that that yeah. could they could hit you with that
2: i really hope they do i mean i i i don't know if it's going to be a success i wouldn't put i wouldn't throw my hat on it in two years time that's still going on but i really hope it's a success i mm-hmm. really wish blaze entertainment all the best um and you know i think i think it's it's a decent concept i think our community are loving it aren't they if you look at everything about the our community have churned out about the evercade it's it's big isn't it everyone loving (laughs) it it.
0: is big it's big it's classy mate it's a classy machine i think and
3: that's that's got to count for something i mean you know yeah so so that's it good
0: stuff
2: yeah that's it um adrian thank you for joining me james Thank you it's for a joining pleasure. today. We'll get it's
3: a pleasure and a privilege. I've really enjoyed it. Close. Thank you for
2: having me. Lovely, fa- lovely to have you on the show, mate. Um, guys, obviously what you think about that. Well, just tweet us again. Let's have this chat all over again on social media. And oh, there's,
3: there's so much more to say.
2: So much more <laughs> to say. So little time, but um, yeah, from arcade attack. Good night. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We really hope you
3: enjoyed it. If you want to get in touch regarding this week's episode or anything else, You can tweet us at ArcadeAttackUK, at Barlow 82 and at Arcade underscore Adriano. We're also on Facebook at Facebook.com slash ArcadeAttackUK. Please check out our website at ArcadeAttack.co.uk for lots of retro gaming goodness, interviews, reviews, features, top 10s, etc. And you can also find all our previous podcasts there.